so fun, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, I have um, 12 minutes, might as well be it. <laughs> I can do it. Well, what an honor to speak. There's so many things that we can speak about about um, women of the day, great women of the Bible, and, and women that have been in our lives. So I just want to uh, tell you a few things. You go eat your candy? Yeah, can I? <laughs> you can have that for vision marks. I'm telling you why. I just, something just went, and I knew it. You go drink your drink, too? I kind of want to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I eat my two strips of bacon up here. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just got to do stuff. You just got to work through it. Yes, amen. All the times that we ate stuff and put it in our napkin and didn't try to be all, you know, elegant in the situation. All right, let me uh, tell you a little about some cultures and silly things I found. But Abraham Lincoln, he said several things about his mom. He said, all that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I remember my mother's prayers, and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. George Washington said, I thought this was awesome. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. My flesh wants to say because his lovely wife doesn't like her, but <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord, just had to say it, didn't it? Just had to. I'm thinking it. What she made was she be a Gwensack. Can I say this mother was the most beautiful woman ever saw? I was thinking, that's right here, you know. Oh well, you know, drink will set you free. I am all that I am I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, praise the Lord, intellectual and physical and my education I received from her. And her prayers followed me all the days of my life. Sabrina, stop. So, you know, sometimes, you know, there, there doesn't come, you know, a, um, well, I'll tell you what. If they even gave us, you know, um, something to read about how to be the perfect mother in this world, we probably wouldn't have read it. Been too busy and have our own perfect ideas on it. And we do live and learn, don't we? And I, um, I, um, Tiffany is my only child. I um, um, had a child that, um, that died um, before Tiffany. And um, so I praise God um, for her. Boy, she didn't know when she came out what her life was going to be like. We done it together. But you know, I didn't know a thing about having babies. And, and Joe, my, uh, 
the dad who came from seven, he knew more than I did, and he figured out how to do the formula and all that stuff. I remember when the doctor came in and said, do you have any questions? And I said, you better lay down, because I don't know anything. I'm going to lay inside But you know, you learned. And God helped us with all of that. And I praise God who Tiffany has become. But I got to say, I want to say that it was because of, of, of the praying people that was before me. Who prayed and lived a life that, you know, of, of walking with the Lord and, and taught another woman and another. And we have an obligation. There's a Bible verse that says that as women we're to take care of the orphans and the widows. And praise God for the people who helped us along the way. We don't want to remember any of them bad babysitters who scared us and was going to spank us and stuff. We want to remember all the women who, who loved all our little hurts and, and gave us the greatest spit shines ever. Right? That's what I'm still I'm telling you, I, yes, you got to. Best water, best fresh water ever. <laughs> and all the things that they did to and sometimes we did get in trouble because we was bad. Did something, something wrong. But I can tell you this: the minute that Jamie and I were the most perfect little children you ever met in your life at church, <laughs> and that's seriously, that is not how we the truth. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> that one little error we had. We, well, yeah. We got those looks from my dad. And we never did. Yeah, she did this one slip and slide thing once before slip and slides were out. She she decided to, um, well, I don't remember, I was, like, I was like, I was five when we left there, but I remember that she told me that she decided that, was it your sister-in-law? Oh, I was going to say. It, they started at the back of the church, big church, and they slid in the pew all the way to the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the worst thing ever, is it? That no. is from my But when, when, when she got to the front pew... <laughs> Very disrespectful. Yes. And you know, I, I agree now, but I thought it was funny. Until <laughs> so I saw his face, then I knew it was not funny. Yeah, it was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The devil made me do that. <laughs> yes. I said, well, we never did it again. We were fast, fast learners, weren't we? Yes. Also, we have one look. Isn't that the truth? look. Oh, yeah, the look was such a freak. But you know, the look got it. The look, we remembered the look because it kept us saying we want to do that again. So the look's good, right? All right, well, excuse me for using this, but it's, I want you to read something about um, John and Charles Wesley's mom. We're talking about a saint. Suzanne Wesley's her her story about her apron. Now, I like aprons. Do any of you have aprons or, or still wear them? Or, you know, I have several aprons, and of course, sometimes it's fun to wear them. And, um, but, you know, back in the day, a lot of my pictures of my, um, uh, my grandmother, Fern, which was my mother's mother, who also was a very elegant woman, most of the pictures, in, well, all day long she had on this apron. You know, not the lace kind, the full thing, because they didn't want to get things on their clothes. And 
That's just what you did. All right. So, um, yes, so I want to tell you um, about Suzanne. A uh, Susanna was, Wesley was married to a preacher. They had 10 children, of which two grew up to bring millions of souls to that would be John and Charles Wesley. It's a powerful story if you stop there, isn't it? Without John and Charles Wesley, the Methodist Church wouldn't be, the Wesleyan Church wouldn't be, the Nazarene Church wouldn't be, and even some of the Church of Christ and Christianity and some of the holiness churches. Maybe God would have used somebody else, but God used John. But behind the door of her home, hopeless conditions were the norm. She married a man who couldn't manage money. They disagreed on everything from money to politics. It's not perfect. They had 19 children. I was thinking about that on the way to church, and I just was thinking a lot of things. I'll stick with um, George Washington's wife, just not me, but me and all all except 10 died in infancy. Sam, her husband, left her on different things to do to raise the children alone for long periods of time. He needed, she needed, she needed help. I could just beat them all one time. When you said, well, it's that poor, you might be mad. you might be thinking about it. Did you ever get, I didn't have any brothers and sisters, so I don't know about any of that. Did you ever get in trouble because your brother or sister got in trouble? I mean, it's like, I know her, um, Tiffany's daddy said that they all got whooped at the same time, and they were like, we don't get in trouble because we all get whooped. Because <laughs> it was like, because you know you was one to. This was sometimes over something as simple as an argument, you might be. Now, I'm thinking right now, that man needed to know Jesus a little bit more. Maybe he had been baptized. He needed your baptism class. I know that. <laughs> well, we all do things, but um, if we walk with the Lord, seriously, people, um, God helps us with all that fleshly stuff. One of their children was crippled. Another couldn't talk until he was nearly six years old. Susanna herself was desperately sick most of her life. There was no money for food or anything death plagued them. Sam was once thrown into debtor's prison because their debt was so high. Grace God, they don't have that place anymore. Which doubled their problems. Twice the homes that they lived in were burned to the ground. Losing everything they owned. It was assumed that their church members did it because <laughs> Anymore because they were so mad at what Sam preached in the pulpit. Don't you be coming over to my house. I'll send Gilead out to bite you. <laughs> Someone um, slid the cow's udders so they wouldn't have milk. Animal lovers, don't listen. Killed their dog. And burned their flax field. Now that's going through some trials. That's some troubles. How, how, how do you think you 
person, that's having some several dead bad days in you. That's the one that you think, I can't mix it no more. I can't take it no more. And, and, and Lord, where are you? When Susanna was young, she promised the Lord that for every hour she spent in entertainment, she would give to him in prayer and in the word. Huh? Everybody know that? Taking care of the house and raising so many kids made this commitment nearly impossible to fulfill. She had no time for entertainment or long hours of prayer sometimes. She worked the gardens, milked the cows, pulled the children, and managed the entire house herself. No, she ever felt like quitting. Oh, boy. So she decided to instead give the Lord two hours a day of prayer. Oh, she struggled to find a secret place to get away from him. Can you imagine? Mom! I bet that was just like one, like just one from the minute she got up in the morning. He's talking about an attitude. Wouldn't you just feel kind of grumpy? Like, like, just like, what? <laughs> what, dearest one? There's a fork in my eye. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, Harry just beat, broke my leg. That's too bad. <laughs> She struggled to find a secret place to get away with him. So she advised her children that, that when they saw with her with her apron over her head, that meant she was in prayer and couldn't be disturbed. I'd be saying, no, when you see the prayer, when you see the apron, don't call 911, because I ain't home. <laughs> She was devoted to her walk with Christ, praying for her children and knowledge in the Word, no matter how hard life was. You see, there's been times in my life that I, I, I had to do other things. I always have something I'm working on. I always have a project. My house is always in a mess. I always got this and took me to tell you. And sometimes I have to work Jesus in, you see. Uh, because I, 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 have, I have to get my bathroom. I've been working in my closet for two weeks, trying to get my summer clothes, winter clothes. Can't go to the thrift store for years. <laughs> see, and, and so I have, I've been praying in my closet. And then I realized the more I talked to Jesus, the better my day went. And he seemed to figure it all out. And then I had time for all these things that were never going to matter. Never going to matter. So one of her daughters got pregnant out of wedlock and the man had a her. She was devastated but remained steadfast in prayer for her daughter. In the end, she knew that one day her hard life would be over and she alone. And she alone would stand before the throne of God and give account of how she lived her life. So it doesn't matter that my uh, living room looks just so 
and, and I can't seem to find the right wallpaper for my dining room. And, and I don't have the perfect little thing for all my night creams. And all the things that seem to take out of space. We can be the best mom, wife, friend, person in the world and still have untold hardships. We need to take Suzanne as an example to lift our anchor over our head. Her sons John and Charles were powerhouses for the glory of the Lord. John Wesley preached to nearly a million people in his day. At the age of 70, he delivered the gospel message of salvation to 32,000 people. Without the use of a microphone, he brought revival everywhere he traveled. His brother Charles had over 9,000 amps, which many Hidden behind the door of, of my home, of your home. Oh, you need to have your children see that you're praying diligently. No matter how busy or how hard the circumstances is. See, because we need to raise up John Wesley out of our family. So where's your right? We need to be men and women of God in the faith. And one day this will all be over. And everything we did for Jesus will certainly be everyone. So when life troubles come and disappointments and when nobody says the right words to us at the right time and it's not our birthday every day and we just got to take it to Jesus. And we got to say, Lord, you know all about it. And help me to get through this. And I don't know the answers, Lord. And I don't really know what to do. And I know what I want to do. But it's not probably what you want me to do. So, Lord, I'm not going to maybe make the right decisions. And, and, and I, I need you. And, Lord, show me what to do. And help me not to be upset about everything. Help, help me to be a better person. And you show me what to do. And Lord, then, then help the people around me so they know how to love me more. And, and they know what to do, and we work it out together. And we're happy. And we have a great life, and we see you all someday. So help me in the areas that I need to change. And help everything that I do. That is for you. Because someday when I stand before Jesus, he ain't going to be asking me too many questions. He's going to be asking me what I did for the Lord. What I gave up for the Lord. What I decided was important. What, 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 what? And I'm going to say, Lord, you know my faith. You, you know my commitment to you. And no matter what, I want to glorify you. Not, not anybody else. Well, I like people like me. But the most important person I got to serve is Jesus. And he will show me when I mess up. And he'll love me when I mess up. And he'll forgive me when I say, Lord, man, forgive me because I don't want to do that anymore. And he'll show me the right path. And he'll keep on just showing me.
Because I can't look to the right and I can't look to the left and, and I can't look behind, but I keep my eyes on the prize. Amen. Praise God. So, so next week we want to come and because this is a big day. We praise God for all of you. I hope your day is magnificent. You're all fabulous. Thank you. Tiffany and I are so blessed to be able to uh, I, to go back home. We're going to be spending lunch with people that we make every Mother's Day, every holiday with. Years, like eight years ago. And so last last year, I was able to meet the people that I hadn't met since.